Hey, Rob. Good evening. Hi, Paul. How are you? I am doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. It's a beautiful day here in the desert. Is it? It was, it was rainy and wet today in Boston. Oh. started off really hot and then just downpoured. <laughs> well, yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to stay dry. Well, I bet. Well, everybody, we are here tonight on Since You Asked, and even if you didn't, I am recording from my home in Tucson, Arizona. Paul is recording from his home in Boston, Massachusetts. We are using this fabulous app called Anchor. If you don't have it, you should. Uh, mm-hmm. And tonight we're talking about cooking and entertaining. Yeah. So Should we go. give a recap of the week first? All right, let's do it. <laughs> not, not to get bogged down, but just, you know, a quick little recap of uh, what, what happened in your week this week, Rob? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm working full-time. I'm going to school full-time. Uh, I'm trying to raise some money. I'm always trying to raise some money. Uh, so that, that's been my week. Pretty much. What are you What are you raising money for, Rob? I'm always raising money for my foundation. I work with uh, uh, student athletes uh, with physical disabilities. We provide opportunities for them to compete uh, in intercollegiate wheelchair sports. So I work in wheelchair basketball and wheelchair tennis uh, and a couple of other things with schools across the country. Um, and the other thing this week is I've gotten to get to know some some friends better and had them for dinner. I've had a couple dinner parties myself in the last week. Mm. What about you, Paul? What's your week been like? Ooh, I had a I had a dinner party two nights ago. One of my best friends from undergrad moved up here to attend the same law school that I'm at, uh, Suffolk University. And so we are happy to have some friends in the city. And we had them over a couple nights ago. Um, right now I am interning for the chief justice of the district court, um, for Massachusetts. Uh, so I have been reading a lot of cases that have the Supreme judicial court of Massachusetts. I have, um, studied some of the new laws in Massachusetts. I actually find a bit interesting, um, with Massachusetts is ahead of the pack with um, allowing individuals with disabilities to serve on juries, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with the deaf and hard of hearing, mm. and um, to uh, join them, which is a very progressive move. Uh, we will see how it pans out in the coming years. So, yeah, that's been my week, really. Uh, other than that, it's just been pretty – and trying to enjoy the summer. The well, we're always class. trying to enjoy summer, aren't we? Mm, we are. A little bit hard with some of the news that comes out, but uh, yeah, okay. we, yeah. make, we make do. <laughs> no no <laughs> kidding. Well, that's why tonight we're not talking about the news. We're talking about food. Right, right, right. Oh, yes. Hey, food we, need, it we is. need an escape from the news. Yeah, we needed to stay away from it for once. So, let's uh, let's start with this, Rob. How did you find yourself uh, introduced to cooking? Well, before I left home, 
um, my mom and my grandmothers decided to show me how to do a few things in the kitchen. Um, and that was really my first true experience with cooking. If you want to get really technical, I guess you could say that I started to semi-cook at four, but I really didn't cook. Um, and <laughs> my mother would tell you that I never cook, and this is true. I, I did not make food for myself when I was growing up. Um, I would, if my parents had left the house, I would go run through a drive through it before I would ever think of making anything for myself. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, would, I, I won't. Um, but and that I, had nothing to do with the, the disability. That was, old, that was solely because you, you didn't want to. Is that, is that, am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. <laughs> you, you <bet. laughs> um, I was lazy, okay? Um, <laughs> and, it's okay, um, I was there too. Oh, good. Um, I'm, I'm glad to know that you were in the same boat as me for once and not leaps and bounds ahead of me as usual. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, but if, I mean, if, the pantry, if the pantry was empty, I wasn't eating. No. We'll put it that way. I mean, um, and so really when I moved out and was on my own, did I actually start cooking? And I, I got my first uh, apartment during my second year in Tulsa. And I, the first dinner I ever made for myself, I made fajitas and Spanish rice, uh, black beans, um, and fruit salad. Wow. Um, I was quite proud of myself that night. That's a good dinner. Uh, well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and since then I have had a lot of dinner parties. Um, you have, you are, you're the champion of, of dinner parties. I probably So it have, seems. I, I have at least one a week, sometimes more. Um, and I, I give, I give parties a, a lot. Um, my friends will tell you I find any excuse to give a party. Um, any reason I can find, I'll, I'll do it. Even no reason at all. Um, <laughs> but what about, what about you? So, uh, sim- same as you, sort of. Um, Mom always cooked. Uh, same with grandmas. And I guess it sort of began with me um, helping out in the kitchen. My job was always to peel the potatoes. Uh, <laughs> I, never, I never skinned my finger or anything like that. So, I guess that was why I kept being chosen for that job. Uh, because they could trust that I wouldn't you know, maim myself. Uh, so, uh, I guess it really, yeah, it, it was probably by the time I was in college before I was really doing any sort of cooking. Um, Mm -hmm. and even then I, uh, let's see. Well, I guess the confession, I lived in a fraternity house for my first two years of college. Um, and then it, after after that was when I moved out and started to, it, it was a necessity for me to cook uh, because I couldn't eat out every night. So I started to cook simple things, um, uh, just, you know, very, very basic stuff. And then but I enjoyed cooking a little bit more and would look up recipes and try them out. And some of them went really, really well. And some of them went horribly wrong. Uh, I'm not a good baker. Uh, I, I don't know really? what it is. 
I don't know. I just can't. I, I, I get it right about 15% of the time. <laughs> so, huh? so I don't well, do Paul, you cannot do any baking in my kitchen, but you can peel <laughs> potatoes anytime you want because I hate doing that. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that job. Um, I actually, honest, honest to goodness, I use Yukon Gold potatoes. Yep. Their, their skins are so thin. Right. And I boil them first. And then I rub the peels off. Yeah, yeah, that's... I do not peel potatoes. It's a good effective way. Sometimes we just, with, with the Yukon gold potatoes, we just leave the skin on a lot of the time. Yeah, you can do that too. Because it's so thin. You really you know, can. You don't need to. Hmm. So, uh, let's see. Have you ever... Have you ever used any of the food services... Um, the, del- the home delivery services, I, I was curious because I, well, I'll, I'll tell you about, so my wife and I, um, decided to test out a home delivery service. They, it, we used, we've used HelloFresh, send you three meals per week and they're two servings and it's just enough for two people. But that is where I really started to learn how to um, how to really cook and really use different ingredients together. Um, it's really cool if you haven't tried it um, to our listeners who who are not that into cooking. If you haven't tried using something like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, I definitely recommend it because that's what introduced me to uh, actually um, using skills to cook and. Uh, uh, now I've, I've found myself using all these different spices and flavors together that I didn't think that I knew how to use, but yeah, I mean, uh, have you ever Rob used a, any sort of meal prepping service? I did a trial period for one of them once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up deciding not to do the full subscription because I think if you're a single person and you don't have roommates mm-hmm. or you're not dating anybody, um, it isn't really worth it. It ends up being too much right. um, for you. Um, but, but I think they do perfectly great stuff. Um, it's not good if you're a picky eater. <laughs> True. Uh, and, and it's not good if you don't have anybody to share food with. Right. Um, and I think sometimes it can be a little pricey, uh, depending on your budget. Yeah. But they, I think they're perfectly good, and I think if that's if that's the way that you get into cooking, I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, they're, they're great because they only include what you need and you don't have to buy this giant thing of apple cider vinegar right. for two tables. Right. Um, like, how ridiculous is that? Um, yep. But we do it. Um, yeah, we do. And I mean, for, for me, uh, I still use my mom and my grandma as, as a resource, but I also, I watch the Food Network a lot. Mm. Um, I love the Barefoot Contessa. Um, so if Ina Garten manages to listen to this, <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you very much. Uh, and I would like nothing more than to come to your home in East Hampton and do a cooking lesson with you. So if by chance somebody out there listens to this who knows Ina Garten, maybe you can help me with that. Pass it on. Um, Pass anyway. this on. <laughs> uh but I watch the Food Network a lot. I, I love watching them cook. 
um, because then I can watch it and and I I see their process. Um, right. I think right. though one of the things that's really important um, that I wanted to talk about is there's this terrible misconception I think, especially among people who don't cook a lot or who don't have a lot of experience cooking, that it has to be if you're going to serve it for company, it has to be really elaborate. Or mm. if it if it's actually going to be really good, it has to be really elaborate and take forever. Right. And that is just, well, it's not necessarily true. Um, there are some really simple meals that are really, really good and are very worthy of company. Um, I, If someone is coming to my home for the first time for dinner and I have no idea what they like to eat, I make one of five things, and there are only five. I know how to make a lot more than that, but there are only five dishes that I ever make the first time somebody comes. And I think that it's important uh, when you're going to have company and you don't know their their palate very well that you stick to things that you know how to do really well that are almost foolproof uh, that you can just knock out of the park every time. Um, so I stick to five, you could do three, you could do five, whatever you want. Um, but I, I think both of those things are important. Having a repertoire of just three or five things that you can mm. tap mm. into for the first time that somebody comes over. And the second thing is that it doesn't have to be elaborate all the time to be really good or to be worthy of company. It can be really simple and still be really good. Um, I think so, it, doesn't necess- it doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of ingredients. It needs to have the right ingredients and be high impact. Yes, yes. So, are you are you willing to give up your secret and 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 let us in on a at least a couple of your top five? Well, one of them is um, pesto pistachio salmon. <laughs> so, it, you do just as it's a take um, take uh, salmon fillets. Um, I have the, I have the seafood counter take the skins off because I don't like the skin. Right. And I have them cut them. However, however I want the salmon cut when I serve it is how I have the seafood counter cut it at the store. Um, sure. They have the tools to do it and they can do it for you and they don't charge you for it. So use it. Oh, uh, they know what they're doing. Um, I buy, sometimes I make pesto and making pesto is great. Um, but I often buy prepared pesto, and that's right. great too. Um, you just take the salmon fillets, spoon pesto over each one, and, and cover it. Not don't drown it, but generously right. coat the top of the salmon. Yeah, um, and then take shelled pistachios and crush them over the top of that. Huh. Uh, roast roasted in the oven, uh, three hundred and fifty degrees for twenty two minutes. Um, and if you take the little red potatoes, the, the little red right. new potatoes, put a little olive oil, salt, and pepper on them, put them in the oven, 350 degrees, for 30 minutes. After eight minutes, take the, open up the oven door, take the sheet pan out, put the salmon on, put it back. Leave that for about seven minutes. At the end of that seven minutes, take the sheet pan back out. Um, and you could you don't have to take it all the way out of the oven. You can just pull the oven rack right. a little further out and just drop it on. Um, at the end of the seven minutes, take out some asparagus that you right. chopped, put some olive oil, salt and pepper on that, roast the asparagus, the salmon, and the potatoes together for about 15 minutes, and when you take it out, you have your whole dinner on one sheet pan, and it's done in half an hour. 
That sounds amazing. Voila. That's a good. That's a good dinner. So it's really easy if you're in school, if you're working, right. uh, you're busy, you have a family, you're having company, you don't have a lot of time. Don't worry about it. Right. Make something for dessert and then make that. You've got your whole dinner on one sheet pan. It's done. Um, that's, and it's yeah. it's fantastic. That's Everybody good. loves it. That's um, good. Another one that I do often is uh, what I call Mexican chicken. You do it in the crock pot. Uh, take the crock five, pot is a wonderful chi- pool. Wonderful tool. Oh my God! Yes, if you don't have one, go get one right now. Yeah. Run, 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 <laughs> right now. You're done listening to this <laughs> podcast. Run to the store and get a crock pot. Get one with a digital timer so it will auto turn to warm for you when it's done. Ah, yes. You will not regret there it. There you go. You will not regret it. You will not regret it. Okay, so Mexican chicken. <laughs> you put five to six chicken breasts in the bottom of the crock pot. You pour over that one drained can of black beans and one drained can of corn. You drain them as colander. You pour over that 12 ounces of salsa. Choose whatever heat you like. And put on top of that one 8-ounce block of cream cheese. That's one package of cream cheese, in case you don't know. Right. Um, put the lid on the crock pot. Turn it to low. Let it go for 5 to 6 hours. And then it will look like the cream cheese has not melted. It will melt as soon as you stir it. Uh, so leave it for five to six hours, then stir it. And sort of, when you stir it, sort of chop the chicken. Right. And then you have this fabulous thing. Serve it over uh, rice. Serve it over mm-hmm. tortilla chips. Put it in a, in a tortilla and make it a burrito. Uh, it's a wonderful dinner. And there again, it's kind of all in one dish pretty much. Right. Um, and if you don't want to stand there and boil rice on the stove, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Uncle Ben's 90-second yeah. instant rice in the bag. Just as good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make like seven flavors in right. 90 seconds right. in the microwave. Right. They even have the they have the, the Mexican Spanish flavored rice. They, they have Spanish rice. I really like the butter and garlic rice. Oh, yeah. They have jasmine rice, which is great with seafood. Yep. Uh, they have wild rice. Uh, which is really nice with pork or chicken. They have the standard, you know, plain white rice. They have brown mm-hmm. rice for those people that want to be, you know, a little healthier. Right. Uh, it's good stuff. Great. It's good stuff. It, Use them. As we talk about this, I, I think about the number of friends of mine and the, our, our generation as a whole, in general, has sort of um, moved away from cooking, I think, at home as much. Yes. And moved more towards, if they're not going out to eat, they're making something at home that's really, you know, it, it's, a, it's an oven pizza or it's something that comes out of a box that you just toss in and right. go. And um, so I, I liked your advice about, you know, think about these things that, that, that Rob is suggesting for dinner and and felicia and i make a lot of the same types of things right there um it's it's usually you can do it all on one pan or you can do it all in the crock pot and it 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 does take the effort but i promise that the effort is worth putting into it because there's a couple things there's one you're going to be eating healthier inevitably because uh-huh. Because you're not going to be eating 
things out of a box. You're not going to be eating out all the time. And two, you're going to feel more accomplished because you did something, you know, it's all about, there's, there's something to be said for accomplishing little things every day. Making your, it's absolutely one of those things. And, and so, yeah, I definitely, I think that, that uh, one of the reasons that we are doing this episode of this podcast is to, um, I guess, advertise for cooking at home and, and making yes, your own and food. One, of the, one of the things that's really great, I want to mention about this Mexican chicken, it, you, don't have to, you don't have to do anything to the chicken before you put it in the crock pot. Right. And it literally takes like five minutes. Right, 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 right. Together. Five minutes. Yeah. And you're done. Like, that's the great thing about a crock go. pot. Go get it. Go get a crock pot that has a digital yes. timer. And I say that because when you put it on low and I say digital timer and you set it for six hours, at the end of that six hours, if it has a digital timer, it will switch over to warm right. and it will usually keep it warm for eight hours. Which is perfect. If you're gone all day at work, you know, you come home right. and or, or school, or school you, whatever. You it have is. to go to school yeah. for six hours and then you have to go to work for six hours. Fine. It's still warm when you get home. Yeah. Absolutely. No I had a, f- and you still have dinner. And at the end of a long day, there's nothing like a home cooked meal. Absolutely. That's true. And, and think about, you know, when you were a kid and you got home after a long day of, I, I, I put air quotes around long day of high school <laughs> or middle school, because if only, <laughs> if only we could go back to the long days of, of that time and you come home and you're tired and you're exhausted and mom or dad or whoever it is has made a delicious home-cooked meal um you know for me that was something to look forward to every night and in i i understand that not everybody has that opportunity but for me something to look forward to every night was you know to come home and to sit around the dinner table with every family member that could be present and eat a home-cooked meal Yes. And I got to tell you, for those of you out there who are single or you uh, live by yourself or you've got roommates, but you don't always cook with your roommates, um, you can there are a lot of things you can make and you can portion them out in four or five or six different containers and you can freeze those things. Right. So you come home or you can leave it in the refrigerator for a week. You come home and you've got you. You cook once, and you've got dinner for the rest of the week. Right. I guarantee you that's cheaper than going out to eat every night, and it's a heck of a lot healthier. Yes. I had a, uh, I had a friend, actually, and uh, she is now – she's a performer. She got into um, the – it was – I can't remember what the, what the deal was called, but it was a 30-day meal prep thing, basically – but it was a crock pot challenge and she would on the first day of the month, she would collect all, all the ingredients she needed for the 30 days, put them all together um, and not cook them, but, but freeze them. So her, you can imagine her freezer's jam packed with these things, but every day she takes something out, puts it in the crock pot in the morning, goes to work, puts it on, comes home and it's ready. And she has that every day for a month. And not only that, but she was also a, uh, like a, a coupon, a coupon queen. We'll call it. <laughs> and so she spent like, 
it was somewhere anywhere from like 200 to 350 dollars per month on groceries and she had a meal for every evening it's i mean the we spend a lot of money on our food and and a lot of money can be we do you know it can and so i think i think you know um the other thing is when people say oh i don't want to give a party giving a party scares me Okay, well, let me sort of dispel some notions for you about giving a party. First of all, everybody thinks when you give a party, you have to have like 5,000 different dishes. Right. Uh, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're going to do hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. You need like mm-hmm. three hors d'oeuvres, maybe. Right. And then a cocktail or two, and you're done. Um, when you have a party, it does not have to be a three-course meal or a five-course meal or a whatever. No, it can just be dinner and dessert or not dessert. It can just be right. dinner. And that's totally okay. It's fine. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Right. You I mean, it's just... You don't have to, to do all this insane stuff. You can... If you like it right. and you're comfortable with it, it's great. If you are comfortable with it, you like it, you have the time, it's wonderful. Um, right. I always think it's nice to set, an, set a nice table. Uh, I always have a tablecloth on the table. Um, I like placemats, so I always have placemats. Um, I like linen napkins, but I don't always use them. Sometimes I use disposable napkins. I know, I know mm-hmm. the environmentalists are going to come after me. Um, <laughs> but, but I do sometimes use paper napkins. Um, and guess what? Sometimes if you're having a barbecue, paper plates are perfectly yep. fine. Yeah. They're perfectly fine because guess what? Nobody at the end of a party, nobody, when you have just had 30 people for dinner, wants to do that many dishes. Nobody. No. I don't care who That's the worst part. Uh, it's totally the worst part. I cook. I do not clean. So if you come to dinner at my house, you never have to bring anything, but you had best be prepared to wash dishes because you're doing it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm all about the notion that uh, the one who cooks does not do the cleaning. Well, duh. Okay, that's so everybody it, out there who doesn't do. cook right now, if you have a significant other, take this as a challenge to start cooking so you don't have to do dishes anymore. Right, right. I'll tell you, cooking is way more fun than cleaning. Making the mess is a lot more fun than cleaning it up. Yes, and I will, t- I will tell you right now, my grandmother always told me this. Anybody who says they can cook dinner without making a mess is either a bad cook, a liar, <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't. Oh. Yep. yep. And I love like, all like... The... I have many, many friends who say, "Well, we clean as we go." Okay, if you've got the time to do that, that's just fine. But when right. you're giving a party and you've got twenty-five people coming, you don't have time. Right. No. You don't have time. No. No, no. you don't. That's no. the difference between uh, between Felicia and I. Is um, when I cook at the end, there's always just a, a huge mess. And she always asks why I 
don't clean while I cook because when she's done, she has all the dishes done and all of that. And I always just tell her it's because I'm a good cook. <laughs> that's, that's the only excuse I have. It's <laughs> oh, the only they, that's I mean, yes, well, see, uh, yeah. And, making and the I, mess is more fun. I will say, um, Ina Garten has a fabulous cookbook called Make It Ahead that gives you tricks for making recipes ahead of time. When you're going to give a party, that's really fantastic. It's really fantastic. Um, when I'm going to give a party, 90% of the time, the first thing I make is dessert. Huh. Because you, you plan to put it in the fridge or freeze it? Put it in the fridge or freeze it, or, or it can be left out on the counter. Um, right, true. 90% of the time. Um, that's what I do first. If I What's your favorite to- dessert, Rob? Oh my goodness! Um, uh, do I have to pick one? Give me, uh, give me your favorite dessert to eat and your favorite dessert to make. Okay. Well, my favorite dessert to eat is is anything chocolate. Um, anything, yes. anything at all. Uh, my favorite dessert to make. I I can't. I have too many. <laughs> I do. I have too many. I can't pick that. I can't pick. What about What's you? A... Do you have a favorite one that you make? So I don't, like I said, I'm not a great baker. Um, I... So for my birthday, she loves, this is kind of funny. Always had her make and um, strawberry frosting with in it okay so what okay what what kind of a dessert do you want she said oh angel food cake with funfetti and strawberry icing so i uh i i took that food cake um i didn't get the one that's already pre-made I, I got the box so i was i went home i made the cake i mixed it up my first mistake was that i put in the cake i didn't put it in the icing oh no I put it oh in. no oh no then i that are Hey, are you back? <laughs> so that happens. I'm not sure where I left off. But you were making uh, the, the needless... cake and you put the funfetti into the cake. Yeah. Yes. The funfetti. Oh, you're, you're cutting out there a minute. It's better? Yeah, that's better. There we go. Where you're, uh, looks like we're experiencing some difficulties, huh? We're back. We're back. <laughs> so you were, you put the funfetti into the cake. The funfetti goes into the cake. Oh no. Uh, which was a mistake. <laughs> uh, cooking cake was, um, we don't have a high tech oven here because the apartment is, uh, uh-huh. so 
the outside of the cake, um, an angel food cake, as you, as you probably know, should look um, a little, a, a very light color, a light brown on the outside. Yeah. Okay, you cut out there again for a second. Angel food. Did Yeah. I don't know if it's you or me. You know what it is, Rob? What is it? Uh, Anchor doesn't want me to tell my angel food cake. Okay. They want me to keep it secret. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we stay connected this time. We'll see. Oh, this is much better so far. So you, you, you were trying to bake the cake and it didn't work. The, the cake itself came out, uh, what I would call a failure and my wife would call a, an A for effort attempt. <laughs> uh, she, she ate it, uh, not reluctantly. She said it was relatively good. Uh, it was nothing like her grandma's. I had her grandma's recently and mine was, was nothing in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll stay away from that recipe from now on. Um, but my favorite recipe to eat, I will say, my mom makes a, a simple cake. I don't, I don't even know if you could call it a cake. It's angel food cake that is, um, uh, it is blended up with cream cheese and then topped with um, canned maraschino cherries and uh, whipped cream, and it's delicious. And I, I, she makes it every time I go home. <laughs> and, I'm, and I, she wants, I, she wants you to keep coming back. Yeah, that's what it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, I am with you on on chocolate. I anything chocolate is good with me. But okay. Well, note to self: Paul's not a baker. Don't no. don't let Paul near. Don't let me bake, and really don't let me uh, grill either. I'm okay at grilling, but <laughs> I'm not a great. I'm not great with grilling, so it. Um, I once got a steak that was uh, a, a a strip steak, a Kansas City strip steak that turned out to be just hard as rubber. Again, that my wife ate reluctantly. <laughs> okay, so you you, probably, you can. There's a. Uh, I think Bobby Flay does the grill shows on Food Network, and yeah. uh, Guy Fieri does some too. They, they, see, they're good because I didn't use to grill a lot, and I watched them, and now I'm okay. Huh. I have to check it out. That's. It always seems those those. Uh... Those shows, those Netflix or Food Network or whatever it is, they always seem to help out a little bit. Now, I will say, I once tried to grill pizza as I ah. on a Food Network show. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now, we got it done, but the crust was supposed to take five minutes. Right. The crust took over an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Kudos to you for sticking with it. Not repeating that one again. Yeah, that's a that's a toughie. Uh, But you know, um, and I think I think um, you you cannot go wrong with brownies, okay? Right. So don't think if you give a dinner. One of the things that I think is really important when you talk about doing a dinner party, especially if it's for somebody special who you want to impress, guess what? Just when they think you're going to pull out something fantastic, like some halibut dinner with, you know, incredibly fancy sides and baked Alaska for dessert. (laughs) No, no, no. That is the time when you pull out meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and brownies, okay? (laughs) Do it. It works every time. It works. It works. Let me tell you a, one more, uh, a, a, a little anecdote. Uh, one of the first times that, actually the first time I cooked for Felicia, we were, I don't know if we were even dating at this point, but I knew I had to make something. And I knew, I knew it had to be good. I had to impress her naturally and uh i decided that i was gonna make lasagna oh god that's a tough one lasagna is is, can can end up poorly if if not done correctly uh now luckily i had a i won the lottery i'll say with the recipe that i chose because i searched and searched and finally found recipe that I thought was doable and um, it was a simple lasagna for two recipe it was a simple um, meat sauce uh, the, the ricotta mixture was really easy and the lasagna noodles the, the author of the recipe suggested just buying the ones that are um, ready to go into the oven that you don't have to cook beforehand. Yeah, the no boil, they're great. Yeah. So I'm in the process of making this, and Felicia's there um, watching me construct my lasagna. And she's not saying anything, she's just kind of observing. And she sees me put these, um, the no boil lasagna noodles on there. And she doesn't say anything, but she told me later on that she was thinking to herself, oh, no, he didn't boil the noodles. Those noodles are going to be crispy. I'm going to have to eat uncooked lasagna noodles with his lasagna, and I'm going to have to pretend to like it so that he doesn't get embarrassed. (laughs) Luckily, luckily, uh, that was not the case. Uh, It turned out to be really really good and good. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced to this day that's why she married me is that lasagna we still make it to this day i make it <laughs> a, about once every month or two months it's good and it's a good i recipe. will say for those people who uh, who are a little bit daunted by lasagna um the other thing that's great to do with lasagna is to do lasagna roll-ups Mm. And the fabulous thing about lasagna roll-ups is that when you bake it and it comes out of the oven, everybody's portion is already there in a roll. Right. 
So it's really nice when you've got guests because, you know, you just you just give everybody a roll up or two and that's their portion. Right. Interesting. I've never never tried lasagna roll ups. I'll have to. So now there, there's, see, there you, go. you have two options now for lasagna that are easy. Right. Right. And if you can use the, you can't use no boil in the roll ups because they'll crack. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I can't imagine trying to roll them. I'd end up with lasagna sandwiches. <laughs> but, but if you're making regular lasagna, the no boil noodles are just great. They're just great. <laughs> But don't try to roll them up. Don't roll them. It won't. It Tip won't of the work. day. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll have lasagna bisque. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. Okay, so we had a question from Facebook. We did. Uh, a friend of mine. Yes, uh, my my good old friend Taylor Mark asked if if we ever make stir fry, and if so, what our opinions are on spinach. Um, so I'll start by just saying I don't have a wok, which is the traditional pan used for stir fry. Okay, well there's the mistake number one. And so I really uh, delved too much into the stir fry world. I love stir fry. Um, I have made, I guess, imitation stir fry without the wok. Um, And I've never put spinach in my stir fry, although I am a huge, huge fan of spinach in dishes. So I can only imagine that it is um, a great flavor and uh, Taylor thank you for for suggesting to me I will go out and buy a wok and some spinach and I will stir fry my spinach <laughs> so that I can accurately answer your question <laughs> <laughs> so so Taylor commented last night that he often disagrees with both of us which is right interesting because I didn't really think that was possible for somebody to disagree with <laughs> both of us, but I guess it is now because Taylor does. Uh, so I'm going to disagree with you, um, Paul, and say no <laughs> to spinach and stir fry. Um, but I do love spinach, and so I will say yes to spinach in hash. Um, Ooh. Uh, in, if you don't know what hash is, it's this fantastic way to use leftovers. Um, mm-hmm. If you have leftover chicken or leftover roast beef or pork or whatever you've got, just chop it up, um, throw whatever vegetables you have left over. Uh, I think traditionally hash usually has some onion in it. Um, lots of hashes have potatoes in it. So if you have leftover potatoes, great thing to do with that. Not mashed potatoes, but like if you've just got some random potatoes <laughs> that you that – you, uh, sautéed or you boiled um, or even that you baked uh, great to put in hash or if you just bought too many and you don't know what to do with them put them in hash works fantastic which happens every time um, yeah well yeah um, <laughs> work, works great in hash um, hash is phenomenal uh, it's very 
uh, rustic. It's very much a farm dish. Um, yeah. Uh, but it, it's a great dish. Uh, you you just uh, heat your leftovers up all together in a in a, a pan, a little saute pan, a skillet, uh, with a little bit of stock, uh, chicken stock, beef stock, veggie stock, whatever you want to use, um, and you've got dinner, and it's great. Uh, and it, it it doesn't create a stew with the stock. It's just enough stock for it to cook in and let it reduce and keep it <laughs> keep it moist and heat it through. Uh, it's great. So if you don't have a recipe for hash, look look them up. They're great. Uh, or just throw stuff together. Or you can just throw stuff together. That works too. <clears throat> that's my mom's. Uh, that's her go-to. Is just uh, she. I don't. I the the number I could count on two hands the number of times I've seen her actually pull out a recipe, and not just go into the fridge and say, "Yeah, that that would probably be good in there." Then just toss them together and it always ends up delicious i don't know how she does it but i think uh, it's something that just comes naturally to moms yeah 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 i think you're right well is there anything else that we should cover before we uh sign off on this uh let's let's cover before we get out of here uh let's do uh, some tips for hosting a good dinner party. Okay. Uh, besides, besides what you've mentioned already, give me a couple things that you think are essential to dinner parties. Okay, first of all, make a list. Make a list. Make a list. Write out what you're going to serve. Um, uh, I, I always check and make sure if I've got guests with certain allergies or restrictions to make sure that there's mm. other food that they can enjoy, um, check that. Uh, make as many things ahead as you can. Um, and don't make too many things. There's nothing wrong at all with assembling things like a cheese board. People love mm. them. Right. And it's not really cooking. It's assembling. Yes. Utilize it. It's okay. No one faults you for that. Interesting. So, uh, I guess for me, my main tip, uh, my number one tip for hosting a successful dinner party is to enjoy the conversation and, uh, and, and put away the phones. Yes. And and just be in the moment and let everything else go for that time. I think that too often, especially today, we are consumed by our social media. We're consumed by the news. We're consumed by um, everything that's happening around us. And I think that a dinner party... As I experienced a couple nights ago and Rob experienced earlier this week, I'm sure it's a wonderful experience to sit and laugh and forget about everything that's happening around you. Um, You, you know, if you want to, if you want to sit and talk politics at your dinner party, that's okay. Rob and I probably would inevitably, we probably would, Will, but will. Yes. Uh, but at the same, you know, at the same time, there's the, 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 uh, 
the reason for having these and for sharing meals with other people is to learn about each other mm-hmm. and and to and to bond with each other and to build up mm-hmm. your community and um i know that rob has experienced this and i know that i've experienced this there's just nothing like sitting around and and talking and, no. and eating and enjoying each other's company and and just hanging out and um that's where the best memories are made and that's yes. that's just it's just a great way to relieve your stress um as is cooking in general yes well the other thing i will say is don't overdo it okay no right. there there is no guest of yours that will have more fun if you have slaved all day if you i mean if you mm-hmm. have the time to do that go ahead and do it but don't overdo it in have enough energy to enjoy your own party right don't overdo it Exactly. Well, Rob, I think this has made me uh, a little bit hungry. <laughs> all the stock of food. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, this, I guess this would be a good time to announce that, that Rob and I are planning on, on, well, Felicia and I are working on the plans to visit Rob in Arizona within the next Nine months, I guess, is what I'll put on that. Yeah, nine months. Hopefully in the wintertime. So that we can have our own dinner party. Yeah, it's a great time to be in Arizona. Paul and I will have a dinner party together. We'll come back and then uh, report on another episode when when we've had dinner together. (laughs) Right. We'll be able to to have a conversation in person and record. That'll be something. In the same room. And that'll be a feat. That, That will be a feat. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening on this episode of Since You Asked. And even if you didn't, from my dear friend Paul Knapp, I am Rob Egan. And until next time, we love you. Good night and happy mm-hmm. entertaining. Good night, everybody. <laughs>